Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, bless us this morning as we approach this scripture. Lord, as we do, I ask that you would put me behind the cross, that your words and your thoughts would be mine. And Lord, if I misspeak today, forgive me and let your message be heard. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So if you want to go ahead and and, uh, turn to Acts chapter 8, verse 14 through 17, that's where we're going to read this morning, Acts 8, 14 through 17, we'll be there in just a few minutes. So I found this interesting, I was reading, at the beginning of World War II, the British launched a campaign to encourage their people. In September 1939, the first series of posters went out and they read, Your courage, your cheerfulness, your resolution will bring us victory. Your courage, your cheerfulness, your resolution will bring us victory. And then as the war escalated, the next poster was released and it read, Freedom is in peril. Defend it with all your might. And they scattered it through the countryside. They put it in trains and in buildings, in stores, restaurants, on side of walls in in the city. And then finally, they eventually printed two and a half million copies of the third poster. But the third poster was never put out. It just kind of slipped away and people forgot about it. Until 60 years later, there was a book auction And somebody uncovered this pile of posters, and they found it. And even though the third poster was never used, you will recognize the phrase. It said just five words, keep calm and carry on. Keep calm and carry on. Now, you know you've seen that on t-shirts and coffee cups and... Signs everywhere. People use it for everything. It's a, it's a thought to, to maybe keep us from having anxiety in times of adversity or conflict. Keep calm and carry on. Well, carrying on, that's what the church is doing in Acts 8. One of their beloved leaders has been killed. The people have been, have been um, scattered to the winds, taken from their homes, and they're going to carry on. So let's look at chapter 8, verse 14 through 17. And it says, Now when the apostles of Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two men went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet the Spirit had not come upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I titled this Encouragement. So we're, we're still talking about revival, right? I told y'all we're going to talk about revival this year. What it looks like to be in a revival. What does it look like in our lives, in our personal lives, in our professional lives. But most importantly, in our, in our spiritual lives. What does revival look like? The sign that I told you about said, keep calm and carry on. And I think that we are called to carry on the business of the church. In, in times of revival, when, when, when things, are, when things are, are, are not optimal, when things are not wonderful around us, it's important that we carry on the work of the church. The church has always been a place to go to, a place of hope, a place of, of 
of help, a, a, a good place in time of need. So we carry on the work of the church today. And, and we do that by carrying on the preaching of the Word. It's important that we have a regular and consistent preaching of the Word, someone telling the truth. And so we want to we gather and be a part of that when we can. Uh, we carry on uh, by sharing God's Word. That means we come to church, we hear the Word read, we hear it expound upon, and we talk about what that means to us, and then we take it outside the doors of the church. It's not meant to be kept in here, right here in these pews, you know, maybe the balcony. It's meant to go outside into the world for everyone. So you can talk about it at work, at school, at home, at the water fountain. Is that even a thing anymore? Do people gather at the water bottle anymore? Uh, but, you know, you gather there and you talk about it. That, on the soccer field, on the sidelines, we go and we share God's Word. We carry on by praying for each other. It's important that we pray for each other each day. And you can pray specifics or you can pray in general. Lord, I want to pray for my church family. I want to pray for the choir this week, you know. Pick, pick a group of people and, 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 and pray for them specifically. And, and, and then when you're going to pray for them, tell them you're going to pray for them. It's always nice to know that someone is praying for me. I always like to hear that. And we carry on by encouraging each other. We encourage each other. Times get tough, and we need to know that we have loved ones that are rooting for us. We need cheerleaders, right? Everybody likes a cheerleader. Scripture tells us that every Christian is a minister. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Man, that's a good thing. Called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are called to be ministers to our neighbors. We are called, we are all ministers. It's not just Donnie is the minister of the First United Methodist Church of Decatur. You're all ministers of the First United Methodist Church of Decatur. You know, the, the Church of Christ uh, and does that really well. They will say, um, I forgot, you know, the, maybe the pastor is so-and-so, but the ministers are the congregation. You know, they'll say stuff like that in their bulletin. We are the ministers. It, it takes the village, folks. It really does take the village. We believe that Jesus' life merges with our own life. It, it all comes together, making us all new and giving us the, the grace and the power to do God's will. We are called to do God's will. And as we live our lives for Jesus, we are mindful that being a Christian is about having that relationship with God. First and foremost, we are created to be in relationship with God and one another. And out of that relationship flows the spiritual power. The Holy Spirit lives within us and gives us the power to live right and to share the good news about the love of Jesus. In, in a hurting world, that's the most hope we can give. Let me tell you about my Jesus. But God never intended to impart this power apart from relationship. It, it all goes together. We have the relationship and we have the power. And if we, if we set out on our own, uh, we might begin to serve ourselves or another God. And when we do that, we begin to use God's power inappropriately. Uh, when we start to think that it's all about us, we're in danger of abusing God's power. 
We want to be an encourager to the other believers. We want to make sure that they understand that they have someone in the battle with them, that, that the work of God's grace in their lives means something. And they're supposed to take that out and share it. They're supposed to, you know, the cup overflows. And, and where does it go? Well, it goes to the next, you know, the next group. We, we, we talk about our cups being full. We're supposed to share that abundance, that super abundance of God's love and grace. We, we want to ke- encourage people to keep going. And we want to be humble enough to know that others will share what we can't. There are things that, that, there are things that, that, that Fred can probably share that, that somebody else won't hear from me or Virginia. There, there are things that the kids can say that, that might make sense to someone else that, that I couldn't make sense about. We are all in this together. We're all ministers together. We are connected by the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. We want to be encouragement by giving someone a second chance if they've messed up. I believe we serve a God of second and third chances. Thank God, right? Thank God we've had more than one chance. I'd have blown it years ago. Ultimately, when you do, God will bless your your work and your life. We, we all need encouragement. Life, life is such a challenge at times, and we need someone to lift us up. One good word of encouragement, one, one pat on the back of encouragement. When we encourage each other, we walk beside them in this life, and we share in their life by supporting and strengthening them. You, you know, encouragement needs to be spoken. We need to communicate with people to encourage them. We need to speak words of encouragement to them. We look for words of encouragement, words that build us up, words that help us in times of depression or trouble, words that help us stay the course when times get tough, words that affirm that we're doing the right thing. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let everything we say be good and helpful, so that our words may be an encouragement to those who hear them. There's also a, a verse somewhere that basically says, if you're not going to say something good, don't say anything at all. We need, to be, we need to be loving with our words, with our speech. You know, Facebook is a great place. I can get all kinds of information out to you all on Facebook just like that. But it can also be a very ugly place. Lots of hatefulness. If you're on Facebook, think about what it is you're putting on there. Think about the words that you use, and, and, I'm, and I'm preaching to myself as well, because there are times I think, man, I'd like to blast this dude, but I try not to. I try not to. But the, the guy, the guy that Zucker, 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 Zuckerberg, 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 Zucker, Zucker, Zucker something, he said that he created it for relationships, for people to share and in conversation, and that's, you know, when you go into Facebook jail, it's because you haven't done something according to the rules. He wanted people to have conversation. You, you start a feed that, that makes people want to respond, and that was the whole purpose of it. But it's really gotten to where it's about fighting. Think about what you say. We encourage with our actions. Actions speak louder than words. Our actions need to match our words, Right? If we're going to truly encourage people, a pat on the back is great, right? A hug is wonderful. Um, when I was in Tom Bean, I did, a, a, I did a, a sermon one time called The Ministry of Touch. And I had the biggest guy in church 
stand up. He sat at the back. Of course he did. Stood at the back, and I walked back, and I just hugged him. And he said that was the most uncomfortable moment he'd ever had in his entire life. <laughs> but after it was over, he said, I feel home now. I feel like I'm at home. It's important that we, that we have actions that show people that we love them. Not, if, if someone doesn't like a hug, don't hug them because that's not going to help. But patting people on the back, touching their hand. Um, sometimes I get a card of encouragement. Cards are great if I'm having a down week or a bad week or I'm just, you know, just in a bad place and I'll get a card. And the words are nice. The words are swell. Really, they are. But what really gets me is the fact that someone sat down and wrote out a note. Because written letters or written notes is a lost art. And so for someone to take the time to do that, that means a lot. So, so you might write a friend a note or someone that you know is struggling and drop it in the mail, a postcard. Prayer. A prayer is an action. To pray for someone is a good thing. Let them know you're praying for them. And that's another thing. I, I used to be in the habit of someone say, would you pray about that? I say, oh, I sure will. I'll pray for it. And then walk off. And by the time, by the time I make that step, I've already forgotten because that's how Donnie works. So now I have to pray in that moment. If you ask me to pray, know I'm going to pray for you right then before I move away because I'll forget. Be in the habit of praying when you say you're going to. We encourage by our actions and our words. The world needs more people to be encouragers. The world needs the church. The world needs folks who will step up and, and, and be ministers to make sure that people know that they're important. Lift each other up. Encourage your friends and neighbors. And you never know how God is going to use you to bring somebody else into a relationship. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.